Louise McSharry on 2FM. I am now joined, I'm so delighted to be joined by her. I am joined by the one and only Jen Gannon, a writer and TV. Is it like... I mean, is it unfair to call you a TV obsessive, Jen? No, it's not. That's exactly accurate. My mother used to say when I was little that I'd watch two spits rolling down the screen. So (laughs) she had it right. (laughs) That is highly relatable for me. It's funny. Sorry, this is off topic, but it's funny. I obviously, as a parent, I spend a lot of time thinking about like, how much TV is too much TV? Mm. It's like, you can't exist without having that tortured kind of thing. And then I think about myself. I like, I truly, if I had had the choice, I would have just watched TV like every spare moment. Yeah. And as an adult, I still kind of do. That's it. And I see. I, I just angled so it into a job. Yeah. I mean, is it so bad? Maybe I should just let them, you know, watch hamsters going around homemade tracks on YouTube for hours on end. That's Good the current nurse. thing. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We are, but we are here to talk about television because, of course, there's been an online conversation happening after. A British politician referred to distinctly British television, mm. and he listed some examples, uh, one of which was Dairy Girls, which obviously got people talking <laughs> online. Um, and then this week, a US-based film series called Celtics has become the target. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I saw a tweet there that said, if you haven't been blocked by Celtic Films, which is the the Twitter account for this programme, then are you even a Celtic? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> a Celtic, I think, a Celt, I think is what they mean. So anyway, it kind of got us thinking about what is though genuinely Irish, like mm. properly, quintessentially Irish television. Um, and you have been on the case for us. What do you think makes an Irish television programme? I think we have a real problem here because of stuff like that Celtic films and stuff like Wild Mountain Time and mm. anything like in, in our past history that we're very, we've seen depictions of ourselves on screen that we know are not genuine and they're not authentic at all so I think we're delighted when you have something that shows contemporary Ireland and when we see Irish people being successful I know we're known as a nation of begrudgers but I think (laughs) with regards to something like TV and depictions of ourselves on the screen that are truthful we love that and and the more of them the better and I think we I think you know Normal People was such a phenomenon not only because it's you know beautiful and so well written and gorgeously acted but because we got to see an Ireland that was recognisable to yeah. us for the, one of the first times like a very contemporary Ireland and I think you know we're always seeing American rites of passage on TV when you're growing up you always knew what a prom was you yeah. knew what in and out burgers were even if you didn't live there you, you knew all the Ameri- American context and it was nice just to see our own coming of age stuff reflected back to us on the screen like we had the Debs Yeah I always think cert. you know that scene in Normal People where is it the Debs that they go to where she turns up and it's the nightclub and the London Grammar song is playing yeah. in the background and he ends up like running out of the nightclub and like he's outside at a bus stop or something but yeah. that is just all of that is so Irish and it's all rainy like, and yeah. Yeah, yeah and the nightclub with the laser the green lasers <laughs> like it's exactly the nightclubs that you went to uh, or where your events were exactly. and it's so Irish you're yeah. so right it just, it just and like is. them sitting in the car with the lads eating like chicken fillet rolls yeah. and then the super value bag which just became this iconic thing like last summer because Matt Damon was yeah. you know seen with one so we do get I mean, excited about the little things don't exactly we? <laughs> we like being seen by the world yeah. and I think this was like such a global phenomenon that I think it, it you saw you know American you saw articles in Vulture on Vulture about like what the hell is GAA and stuff and it was like yeah finally Americans <laughs> are going Ireland is different and it's not yeah. just like Roland Greenfields and Collins and Shawls and stuff and I thought that was you know I think we really responded to that Yeah well I mean like I was in America age 7 to 16 and I was asked on a regular like on a regular <laughs> basis do they have electricity in Ireland oh 
Like that wasn't that long oh, no. ago. And what know? happened in the leprechaun famine? Honest like, to God. <laughs> oh, do you have TV? Are there cars? No. Like, yeah. So yeah. it's good to see that things are being updated. Exactly. And then something for us that's inherently our own that it maybe is not going to go further afield, I think is, is great for us as well. Something like love, hate, because if we knew these stories that we saw happening in our communities and on in the newspaper and on, you know, the news and it was finally being shown on, but with this really high production values that we would get for something like The Wire or something yeah. like that that we finally got to see these stories played out like that and I know Irish people love pointing out locations that's yeah. such a huge Irish <laughs> thing where you're going that's that street I know that pub that's where my auntie lives and <laughs> we, we never get over seeing ourselves like that and I, I, I love that about Ireland it's, yeah. but it's very personal And but also I think the thing about Love Hate is it had this streak of Irish humour in it and I think with Ireland, everything is made into a joke, even if it's the most serious thing ever. If you can't laugh about it, you're weird. You're yeah. strange. Like, I mean, even when you think about all the conversation around, do you remember in Love Hate? Well, of course you remember, but in Love Hate, when Barry Keoghan shoots the cat. Oh my God. Like, that's horrible. Yeah, you know what I mean? We... That's a really disturbing thing that happens yeah. within the programme. And if you look at it, like, objectively, and, you know, it's 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 horrendous. And, like, nobody thinks that killing a cat is funny. It's fun, no. However, we somehow managed to turn it into, like, a meme and... And yeah. it gave us content for weeks. And, you know, we just, we we can't turn so, anything into a joke, even if we actually think it's disturbing. That's the thing about Love Hate. Even like the jokes that were within the show, we actually started as an audience to make our own jokes. Like yeah. that with the cat, like with Tommy after he had the head injury and asked for Fizzy Orange. That became this big meme yeah. for weeks when, like, after it. Like, and it's, it's actually serious. very it's really serious. Sad. Like, yeah. Terribly sad. But then you had the humour within the show. You had like really surreal stuff like Anto's obsession with his budgie Fran and the finger bone and it's something like it's a real kind of Flan O'Brien kind of surrealist humour that captures that Irish sensibility like comedy is king in Ireland and like Yeah and I suppose without getting too too deep into it like the, you know there's a reason that we do that Ooh. as a people like we you know that's uh, you find comedy and things to help you get through the darkness exactly and we've had our share of darkness and I think I that's huge going down the roads of history but we have <laughs> I think that's hugely important for women and like not to toot our own horns but let's do it Irish women <laughs> are hilarious and the reason why I think there is a reason why Irish women writers are internationally renowned now because they capture that the Irish women any Irish woman will tell an anecdote brilliantly to their friends to their colleagues and like from nurses in the hospital they're always really funny to girls working in the salon that you know and the hairdressers to your mom to your best mate there is this inbuilt dryness and wit to Irish women because as you said I think they've gone through so much historically that you know that's the only way that we do it through survival like and I just think that we're not celebrated enough for that for Irish women being a top, world class hilarious banter merchants if you want to be a Brit- <laughs> British about it but I, I think that's why you have something like Catastrophe This Way Up Dairy Girls are finding international audiences because they're jumping on this they're capitalising on this and I think you know Sharon Horgan and Ashley B they may have the backing of British TV companies and American TV companies but their stories are distinctly Irish it's like, so true they really are. Like, I mean, even in something like Catastrophe where nobody can pronounce Mwirin, like, <laughs> no, and then when Sharon gets really drunk and defensive about being Irish, mm. uh, like at, when they're in Paris and they have that huge fight, every, I think every Irish woman has been, if you go out with somebody that's not Irish, mm-hmm. you get weirdly defensive like that. And then when Sharon's dad stuffs a tenor in her hand when she says she's pregnant and he's going back uh, like in the airport, <laughs> I love that bit. And then just Rob complaining about like Sharon talking too much because she's Irish. I, that's yeah, another, you're, I love it. You're right, because I mean, you would argue Catastrophe is a British show even though Ooh. actually the main characters are Irish and American, American. Um, but it is in London and you know all the peripheral characters are British 
mm. for the most part. Um, but but it is also very Irish it's, because of Sharon Horgan. Yeah, and it's the way that Irish people, I think anybody, like my sister, both my sisters live in the UK and I think they related to it really well because it's about the way that Irish women are seen um, when you're in a different country and you don't actually realise that you behave so differently maybe than you think you, like other people do and I think it does it really well and This Way Up does it as well and I love the sister dynamic is universal obviously between Ashley B and Sharon Horgan yeah, but it's if, also very Irish. If anybody hasn't seen This Way Up I cannot recommend it enough. There's only two series? Yeah. Yeah, and both on our channel. It's a Channel 4 programme, so they're both mm. on all four. Um, and it is so good. And again, dealing with some quite serious yeah. content. Like Ashing B's character is dealing with some major mental health challenges. Um, and that's the whole opening premise. The opening gambit is that she's just come out of um, treatment for mental health problems. Um, and her sister's worried about her. And we actually have a little clip. You can have a listen to this. Right, well, I've no interest in marriage. So you may as well tell me now. Shona... Don't say that. If you don't get married, I can't get married because it's bad luck and unnatural for the younger sister to wed before the elder. Stop talking about it now, okay, because I'm getting stressed. I'm dealing with that no. rush. No, last time I did this one, my hands were brown for two days. Just do it. It's wash off. What were you doing in Green Park the other night? Oh, sure. I'll unmatch you and find my phone if you don't stop stalking me. You're like a creepy uncle. I'm not stalking you. I'm just checking where you are so I can sleep at night. What are you doing there? Can you just... Do it a bit gentler. It's going to smear. It's just like such authentic sister stuff 100%. and very Irish as well. I mean, well. I, that literally could be a conversation between me and my sister, Deborah. I mean, like we've had it at some stage, I'm sure, a, a variation of that conversation. But then there's like the scene with them having to sing the cranberries oh. zombie at like the uh, the family Stunning. get together. And then like just the, there's another brilliant scene where they're talking over each other while they're supposed to be watching telly and they're watching a film and they're just talking over each other. And then like the flatmate has to get up and leave. And it's like, oh, my God, that is so Irish. It just is Irish women. <laughs> and do that but I think you know I guess like as a nation like proper Irish telly I mean I always think about what would I tell if an alien came down and say you know what, what's the story what, what's being Irish like I'd probably get them to listen to Liveline because I don't think anything <laughs> captures the Irish psyche like Liveline but oh, then you'd also God, have to you get, really get so into trouble though, depending on the day do you know what I mean I know <laughs> like, but it's, it's I totally everything. agree but depending on the day we could be in big trouble there we're petty we're morose <laughs> we're hilarious we're full of schadenfreude but we're also really generous and yeah. very surreal and I think Liveline just captures all of that but then also something like win and streak like it could be just a normal lottery show, but it's not. Yeah. It, it's real like county versus county and really intense rivalry. And then you feel like it is a national TV show, but you also feel like this could be held in, it's very parochial. It could yeah. be just held in a county hall somewhere. Yeah. Such an odd show. And I'm obsessed with Winning Streak. I, uh, a neighbour of mine was on Winning Streak when oh we were God. 18 and he was 18 and we wow. all went. It was, I mean, truly an unforgettable experience. I was in the audience for Winning Streak and I was cut out. Marcy Whelan, I have a problem with with you. You were because cut out. They split up where we were sitting so I wasn't sitting with the people that I was supposed to be with and the floor manager came out and Marty, they stopped the show and Marty Whelan was talking to the floor manager and he just went yeah just there. Cut just there and that was where my shoulder was. <gasps> and I never lived that down. My I was gosh. like 17 or something mortified. Wow. Yeah. You need to we need Scarred to organise some life. kind of reconciliation <laughs> talks between you and Marty Whelan. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I'm so, I'm so sorry no, Jen. The, the trauma. I'm sizable. sorry. I can see. I can see it's with you. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, it is. It's so Irish. It is. It's so Irish. Or like something like, you know, 
the Late Late Toy Show, which on basic terms is an ad. It's just a giant ad, but it's this unifying, sizable like event for so many people. It feels like it's a tradition handed down from generation to generation. Yeah. And we need to see a grown man dressed as an elf or in a Christmas jumper being slagged off by a tiny child. We need to see that. Like, <laughs> And I think that's why... This year more than ever. Like, it's, We hold it so close to our hearts. And I think that's why when that woman refused the tickets that time and Pat Kenny ripped them up, <gasps> it became this massive moment, seismic moment. That, yeah. yeah, because we were just like... It was like somebody was stamping on your Christmas tree. Like yeah. it was just... You couldn't believe, A, that she'd refused the tickets. Or the Irish flag. Yeah. Exactly. It's a betrayal. <laughs> it is a betrayal. Or B, that pack and you just ripped them up like that. It was like something from Network. It was so exciting. It was. terrible. Like, at the <laughs> same was. time. But also, like, we have something like our cultural signifiers, like our national alarm was like the Glen Road theme tune. It meant, you know, it's Sunday, kids. You know, you better have had your maths homework done. And the weekend was 100% over. Yeah. Like, that's such an Irish thing that we all know that that's what that means. And we like, still talk about it. Yeah. 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 But that's also deep-seated drama well. And do you think, like, obviously we're in this era of streaming and we have access to mm. so much television now. Um, do you think we're losing that kind of universal moment, um, that universal kind of experience of everybody watching Glen Row on a Sunday night? I mean, the toy show is obviously kind of a standalone thing. Everybody will mm. watch the toy show. I don't see that, that stopping as a communal TV experience. But do you think we're moving away from that? We had it with normal people and I think we got it back with normal people and it became event telly and everybody was saying how refreshing that was to actually yeah. have that moment where you had to wait for something and you weren't binging at all yeah. and week to week we're all so excited about it you're seeing it with Kin as well Yeah, that's on RT on Sunday and I like when people gather together over Twitter and are just you know Irish people love doing that they love chatting about what they're watching and if it is Irish all the better for it Like, and that's why people that say they don't even like the late late will be on Twitter every Friday talking about the late late so <laughs> what's so that tr- about Like, it's so true it's so, so I don't so think true. it's ever going to go away yeah no. well thank God to Phew. be honest thank God <laughs> once Dustin is still around it's oh, never going to go we away we didn't even talk talk about the den nothing no (laughs) but the best obviously (laughs) Jen thank you so much it's been such a joy to chat through some Irish distinctly Irish television Uh, that's Jen Gannon journalist and TV obsessive Louise McSherry on 2FM